Thank you, Pastor Brenda, for those prayers, and thank you, Sam, for your sharing with us today. Good morning, church. It is so good to be with you today. Welcome. I'll add my welcome to Pastor Brenda's, especially if you're new with us in person or online. Great to have you here today. We are in part two of our three essential prayers. You remember what last week's prayer was? Help, yes. We figured one word was probably good to remember. And, you know, most good and honest prayers are prayers that we are not in charge, that there is something beyond ourselves that we need, and we're open to being helped by God. So it was this prayer of help, have mercy, teach me. It's a prayer of humbleness in order to ask God for help. It's recognizing I'm not in control. I need somebody which leads us to prayer number two. Help has arrived. Things weren't as bad as you had thought or worried. It's a prayer of thanksgiving. It's a prayer of gratitude. Whether it's something very small or something very big, it's a heart posture of thankfulness. So, At the end of this service, we're going to have some open mic sharing, and so prepare now, and uh, Pastor Brenda and Anita will walk around with the mic, and they'll give you a chance to say sort of a, a short sentence of thankfulness, a sentence or two, and we'll give some time to actually to share what we're thankful for in the midst of even this season, okay? So do prepare. I have forewarned you, and uh, so you can be ready for that. Now, there's a link between happiness and gratitude. We might think that happiness leads to thankfulness, right? That if I'm in a happy place, then of course I'm going to be more thankful and more grateful. But don't we know people that aren't happy that seem to have everything? You know, as a young person, I thought if I can just get You know, I can remember when video games came out. That ages me a little bit. If I just get that video game, I will be so happy, and then I'll be so thankful for it, all right? And as I aged, if I could just have this relationship, or if that relationship could just be better, then I would be happy, and I would have something to be grateful for. I thought that's how it worked. You're happy, and then you're thankful for that happiness. But it's actually reverse. It's thankful people that are happy. It's having an attitude of gratitude that leads to happiness. And don't we know people that have walked through all kinds of challenges, all kinds of trials, frustrations, difficulties, who can walk through it with still such a thankful heart? Now, being thankful and grateful is not being in denial. It's not seeing the world through rose-colored glasses. It's not just putting a smiley face on a bad situation or calling bad things good. But being thankful is recognizing in each moment there's an opportunity. There's an opportunity to be thankful. There's an opportunity for the heart to have an attitude that's one of gratefulness. Let's pray. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit just speaks to us in and through, um, God, the reading of your word, through the preaching of your word, through this worship service, God, may we encounter you 
this morning. Amen. I've asked Chi to read a Psalm 100. Let's have the reading of God's word now. Hi, everyone. This is Chi. Today's reading is taken from Psalm 100, a psalm for giving grateful praise. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. This is the word of the God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Chi, for that reading. This psalm is called the Jubilate in Latin. It means, oh, be joyful. It's one of the most popular songs to have worship songs, too. And as you look at those words, there might be songs that come to your mind. This is an invitation to the whole earth, to all peoples, to creation itself, to praise God, to worship, to be thankful. See, this is a song that would also be sung as the king would enter. So singing a psalm to David or Solomon, right? But this is to the Lord, the Lord God. When you see Lord spelled that way with all caps in the Old Testament, it's stand-in for the Hebrew Yahweh, the mighty God, the I Am We were looking at the seven I am statements that Jesus gave um, during Lent, and Yahweh is that I am statement of who he is, and it's acknowledging God, it's acknowledging Yahweh. It gives us this eternal perspective now and forever that God made us and we belong to him. We are his people. We are his sheep, this psalm says, and his love and his purpose can cover all of creation itself. To worship God is to serve him, to come before him, to be available to him, to acknowledge him. And he can do this because God is the foundation of his thankfulness, the foundation of his praise. In verse 4, the psalmist can enter without wondering, can I enter the gates Will God receive me? He's not sort of wondering, oh my gosh, maybe he won't, because he knows he will be, because who is God? He is good, and his love endures forever. It's not just love in this moment right here, right now, but his love is enduring. This privilege of receiving God's love is limitless, and the psalmist recognizes that, and so can sing this this praise of thanksgiving, not because of his current circumstance, but because of who God is. Okay, so you might read this and go, that's amazing, but how does gratitude actually work? What does that look like? What, how do we do it? And I would say gratitude, as we see in this psalm, is, is the second act. Gratitude is a response. It's a response to a gift received. It's it's acknowledging there's a giver of a gift and you've received it. God is the giver of gifts, right? 
It's acknowledging thank you for this. So gratitude is always a response to some other act. And we can be grateful because of a job. We can be grateful because we can worship in person. We can be grateful for a relationship. We can be grateful for this present moment. It is a gift, and we can view these things as gifts, and we can be thankful for them, right? To God, to others. Now, why would we not be grateful, right? There's one key barrier, and we talked about this barrier last week. It's a barrier to asking for help, and it's a barrier to being thankful. This idea of entitlement. This idea of entitlement. I got the raise because I worked so hard, right? My kids are so good because my parenting is so awesome, right? (laughs) Right? I did well because of who I am. This idea that I've done it on my own. So why be thankful I've done it all myself? Or this person should have done that for me. God should have done that for me. I'm a faithful follower. So this spirit of entitlement actually prevents us from being thankful because we've done it on our own. Entitlement destroys relationships. When we function with one another out of this entitlement, I've done this for you, so you do this for me. And it destroys our relationship with God as well. It pushes out love. It pushes out sacrifice. It pushes out faith. But who gave you life? Who gave you your mind so that you could do well in your studies? Who gave you the gifts that you have that are a blessing to you and a blessing to others? Who gave you your resources and the ability to make more? That was God. To be grateful as a Christian is to recognize God as the giver of gifts. The New Testament picks this up as well in James 1.17. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. This is the God that we worship, church family. The giver of good gifts. One of my favorite teachers on gratefulness, and we've mentioned him before, is Brother David Steindl Rast, and he's a Benedictine monk, and he has an amazing TED Talk. Um, You can get to it by scanning that, or you can just search TED Talk on Gratitude, and I'm sure he will come up. He's also written a book on gratefulness, The Heart of Prayer. And he talks about the need to live in the present. How can we cultivate thankfulness or gratitude? One is to live in the present moment, this very present moment. Now, There's a quote from Alcoholics Anonymous, a recovery um, group. I couldn't find who originated this quote, and um, (laughs) I apologize for its language. But this is what it says. If you have one foot in the future and one foot in the past, you piss in the present. All right? (laughs) What does that mean, right? If I'm living in the past, maybe it's nostalgia, maybe it's good things like pre-COVID, right? Gosh, that was so good back then. I really missed that. Maybe it's living in the past about regrets. You know, I wish I hadn't done that. I, I wish things were different. I wish I had made different choices. And you've got one foot in the future, right? Will I get that job? Will I, 
you know, my, my kids turn out the way I want them to, what will happen, and it can be consumed with worry and anxiety. And the idea is if you're in both of those places, you're not right here in the moment, which is where God meets you, in the moment. Now, this is not saying, uh, you know, don't go back to your past and work on it and heal from it. You do need to do that because if you don't get healing from your past, it will be with you in the present and it will shackle you and you won't experience freedom. I've benefited extremely from counseling to work through issues in the past so I can be free to live in the moment. So it's not denying that bad things have happened. It's not pretending they're not there, but it's dealing with it, not being consumed by it, not living in that place. Does that make sense? And it's not that we don't plan for the future, But is that where our mind naturally goes to, is the future, something coming up? Maybe a good thing, maybe a worry, maybe uh, something that, you know, what ifs, that it keeps us from living right in this moment. So we need to learn from the past, we need to plan for the future, but we have to live in the present, this very moment. And we need to slow down in order to do that. Kids are, are great at this. Try taking, you know, a small child from, you know, the apartment to the store, and there'll probably be a hundred different distractions, right? Look at that dog, right? What's that smell from that bakery? You know, what is this rock? There can be so many things because they're living in the moment. And unfortunately, as we get older, um, we stop living in the moment as much. We become more focused, more goal-driven, and those things are not wrong. But when they keep us from living presently, they become barriers to a heart of thankfulness. What about in your conversations with people? Are you able to be present? Or are you thinking about what's next? How long will this person keep talking to me? Or I wonder what witty thing I could share once they finish talking and we're not even present sometimes in our conversations or our conversations with God as well. So slow down, church. Stop and give thanks for a meal. Not just, you know, sort of as as a ritual to give thanks, but actually stop and slow down and be thankful that you have food on your table recognize it as a gift. Before going to work, or if you're working from home before you start, be thankful for the work that you have. Before going to school, and I know some of you that are going to school are, are lamenting going back in person, and some of you are celebrating that, but, but give thanks for school and your teachers. Before coming home, give thanks for your home, for the place that you live, for those that you live with, for a bed to sleep in, unplug more, turn off distractions. We can be so distracted today. We can distract ourselves from when we get up to when we go to bed and never, never live in the moment. Sometimes that can be scary to live in the moment, but that's where God will meet you, is in the moment. COVID has given us a good opportunity to slow down, right? And even in COVID, I'm not thankful for COVID, right? But there are things we can be thankful for in the midst of this. We were talking in our life group last week, and I asked the life group, what are things that you're thankful for in COVID that you might actually miss once COVID is finished, whenever COVID might be finished, right? 
And it, sometimes it took a little while to think through what that would be. But, you know, for me it was, I, I might miss the, the forced slowing down, right? People were talking about they've had more time with their kids, more time with, you know, uh, friends that they haven't had. Of course, there's lots of losses in COVID. Um, we don't have to be thankful for the hard things, but we can be thankful in the midst of them. There's a difference there. So I'm not thankful for COVID, but I'm thankful for the opportunity that it created. It's helped me to not take things for granted. And that's kind of a number, number two And how do we cultivate thankfulness. Like gathering in person. I used to take this totally for granted. <laughs> I didn't imagine a world where we could not do this. So look at what you've been given. Look at the gifts that you've been given, the people God has brought into your lives. And actually pause in the moment and be thankful for them. Express your thankfulness if it's a person. Express your thankfulness to God for what he has given you. There was a study um, they did um, with, an, with an iPhone game. And when you were playing the game, if you got something bigger than you expected as a reward, you got happier. But the happiness wears off, right? So it had a, a quick jolt, but then you became accustomed to kind of the new level. That bonus or raise you got last year maybe gave you a jolt of happiness, but then it kind of wears off and it even can become an entitlement thing, which we had talked about earlier. So you might be happy for a while, but it, it's just a memory. Years ago, a group from our church went on a mission trip to the Philippines and working with ICM there to, to bring you know, uh, a toilet, some sewage, and things like that. And, you know, when we came back to Hong Kong, we, you know, at least I was very thankful for our plumbing, right, for a shower. And, but those things wear off. You become used to them again, and you don't take it for granted. And when your water's turned off, like which happened to us for three hours, you start moaning about it. Ah, three hours? I don't have water, you know, all of a sudden it's a distant memory because you take things for granted, and this is what naturally happens, so you have to build in pauses to your life to be in the moment and to be thankful. Be in proximity to those whose lives are very different from yours. That expands your perspective, like Sam was saying with Jubilee. When we journey with people who are in different situations, and maybe they're, they're refugees, right, maybe they're struggling in some other way in, in their marriage, or maybe they've got issues with their siblings, and that's part of being in community, is expanded, expands our perspective and our worldview, and it allows us to be more present with other people, but also to be thankful in the moments that we can recognize where we're thankful. So don't take things for granted. Medical things that we benefit from today if we didn't have our, you know, medical care, I, um, I would have been dead at six months old. I had something that's very fixable now, but 100 years ago, I would have died. There was a problem with my stomach. There was an extra muscle on it, so I couldn't keep any food down. And, and now it's just a very simple procedure. Um, and, you know, I lived. And so being thankful... Even for something like that, that so long ago I have no memory of it, but I'm thankful for the doctors that worked on me. It takes some intentionality sometimes to be thankful. 
And then finally, to pay it forward. Thankfulness can be contagious. I love the story I heard. This was years ago. This was at a drive through Starbucks in the U.S. And one person started this, and he said, let me pay for mine, but let me pay for the car behind me and their order. And this went on for like six hours. Everybody just paid it forward, paid it forward. Let me pay for the person behind me. I'm not sure who it was that broke the chain. Maybe they were having a bad day, <laughs> and, uh, and maybe they just needed to receive that blessing. But we can be contagious in our thankfulness. Pause, right? If gratitude is not easy for you, and for some of us, gratitude is not, find somebody that can be your gratitude mentor, somebody who's maybe similar in personality, who you think, you know what? how do they do that? What would it look like for your life to be one of more thankfulness and gratitude? We can all grow in this. So find somebody. Maybe it's somebody you've seen in your life group, or maybe it's a speaker you've seen online, uh, an author of a book. But find somebody that can inspire you and challenge you and deepen your sense of gratitude. Because being grateful changes you, changes me. See, if you're grateful, you operate out of a sense of enough. Instead of scarcity, you're willing to share, so it leads you to generosity. Being grateful, you enjoy the differences between yourself and others. You're not trying to control others. You're not trying to compare because you can be thankful for who you are, but you can be thankful for those around you that are different. And so often our relationships, we're like, oh, I would be more thankful if this person was just like me, right? If they had the same quirks, right? And that usually is not the solution. But if you can be thankful for who you are, it frees you to be thankful to those around you and free you from comparison. So don't keep your thankfulness to yourself. Share it. Share it, whatever context you might find yourself in. And, and this is what I want us to do today, is to share our thankfulness. I've given you about a 20-minute warning. And um, Pastor Brenda and Anita are going to walk around. They're going to hold on to the mics, uh, mostly for hygienic reasons. Um, but if you just slip up your hand, they'll bring the mic to you. and Just keep it a sentence or two, something right now that you are thankful for. And if you're online, feel free to type in something that you're thankful for. Um, let's, let's hear from the community now. Thankful for Community Church, for Pastor Wade and Pastor Brenda. Uh, thank you, Alice. Sorry, this is going to take a little bit longer than two minutes. <laughs> so, so last Sunday, I was um, still in the hospital, and I was worshiping online, and I was literally praying for help. And this week, uh, I just got, off, got out of the hospital yesterday. I'm here right now. And so today I'm praying as a thankfulness. So besides uh, God's healing, I'm very thankful that God has been using this experience to teach me to, um, to give up control, give up my desire to control uh, everything in my life mm. and to invite him to be, you know, the control of my life. Mm. And I'm also very thankful for all my brothers and sisters here in Community Church. They have been really been so supportive, caring, and loving, and which meant so much to me during this period. Mm. Thanks, Solomon. It's great to see you in person. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. To be able to worship and study together. Mm. Thank you, Felicia. Yeah. 
Uh, hi, community church. So I'm, I'm Daniel. I've, um, you know, all of last year just been away from my family in Japan. Um, so I just was able to come back in, in February and uh, just reintegrate myself and uh, be present in every moment. And uh, the Lord's answered my prayers. Mm. So thank you. Thanks. It's great to have you back. <laughs> Grateful for our church community who is supporting one another. Mm, mm. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm very thankful that despite the fact that I'm unemployed, I'm already old, I'm physically not fit, and I have a church to go home to. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Jerry. And online, feel free to share too. I'll read those out online as well. Um, I'm thankful that Hong Kong is my home. I spent so much of the last couple of years wishing I was anywhere but here. And mm. so the last few months, I've been really trying to embrace Home Kong. And I'm really grateful Hong Kong is my home. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm thankful for God for leading me to community church for all my brothers and sisters are so good to me. I had a major surgery and I didn't, I wasn't able to walk for a, a long time. Now I'm, but they care for me and they pray for me. I'm so grateful and now I can walk again little by little. Mm. I do not know how to thank them. I do not take things for granted. I really don't know how to thank them all. Thank you, Fanny. Thank you. I'm very thankful for the gift of life and good health. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Mm, thank you, Derek. Um, I'm thankful for the um, love and support from Community Church. Uh, last week I prayed for, <laughs> I asked for help, and I have three brothers and sisters to pray for me. I have Vicky, Marco, and Andrew. It was uh, such a great love. Um, I had a situation at work. I uh, was still um, in the middle of it, but I was able to sleep <laughs> last week. So... I'm thankful to God. Wonderful. Thanks, Ali. Thank you. All right. Maybe one or two more. Online, we have uh, thankful for life groups and the support and connection it provides. Thankful for our health. Yeah. Brenda, do you want to close our time with thankfulness and lift up something? God, we are so thankful that we can be thankful, God. Um, so we, we, we don't want to take anything for granted, God. You have heard um, all the Thanksgiving this morning, but I'm sure that there are so many Thanksgivings that have not been articulated, Lord. And I pray, God, that you will, um, um, that you, I know that you hear those Thanksgivings, but that you'll keep us thanking, thank, thanking you. Keep us being thankful, God. And I am so thankful. Um, for who you are. Amen. Thanks, Brenda. 
Uh, let's continue in our worship, and we can be thankful even when things around us are not going well. It's not like we wait for everything to be perfect and, oh, now I'm thankful. And, and this song lifts up that truth about who God is even when things are hard. Let's worship church. <laughs> 